to the No BS Short-Term Rental Podcast, an unfiltered look into the global vacation and short-term rental industry. I'm Mateo Bradford. And I'm John Stokinger. And this is our podcast. We bring the right people to the table at the right time, giving you an inside view and take on the short-term rental industry like no other podcast can. Good morning, Mateo. How are you, my friend? Uh, good morning, John. Fantastic, as usual. What's going on? Well, season three, what's it? Season season two, episode three. Yes. Um, we're uh, it's it's the end of the year. It was, you know, we're get, we have this one. We got one more. Um, we're gonna put out. I'm pretty excited. We're gonna take a, a week off um, between Christmas and New Year, which uh, we don't do often. So we're actually gonna give ourselves a little bit of a a present for ourselves and come yep. back strong in in 2022. But uh, excited! I'm super excited about today's guest. Me too. Yeah, me too. Me too. This one is special. This is family. So I am uh, I am honored to have someone who, um, you know, we, what we like to do here, John, we, we like to bring the, the voices of the people who make up this industry from all over. Um, you know, there's so many things that make the, the fabric of, of SCR special. And, you know, at the base of that is the people who do it and the, you know, the people who are providing space and, and providing people, you know, their homes or their properties, um, you know, is is the root of hospitality, right? And it breaks down to being human beings. And so, who we have today is someone who is a I, I think she actually coined this style style activist. And I, I like to think of her as a Renaissance woman because you know I've known she's I'll say she's known me since I think, you know, I was first, you know, kind of started to walk. And so, you know, she's been part of the fabric of my life forever. So, you know, again, when I'm looking at the things that she's done, I've seen quite a bit of it. And, you know, at the at, at the core of all her work is people in their humanity is the best way to, to, to kind of put it, because she's done you know work with AIDS and, and people in that community in Portland and for a very long, long time. But at the same time, she was always supportive of the local theater groups and and had her own theater experience with the with the Fallen Angel Choir, which I will make her tell us about because it was amazing. But like at all at the same time would like, you know, spread her kind of activism to everyone in the most random places. And I have a story about that too, because she got me a letterman jacket one time. It was just like random, but it was amazing. And I think it encapsulates kind of who she is and what she does for people. Um, and so, you know, uh, she has an organization called uh, Out of Our Closet, and we'll let her talk all about that. But I don't want to get big into the introduction because I'll go on forever because we've known each other forever. So we're going to cover some things, but I want to introduce Judith Rizzio. Uh, love you uh, like second mom. Absolutely. Thank you. Welcome to our show. Can't wait to tell our story. We've been looking forward to doing this. Absolutely. Hi, John. Hi, Teo. Hi, hey. Darlin. This is so, so much fun. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that I get to be the end of 2021, one of your of the season. And let's all let's all dive in, believing that 2022 is going to be a hell of a lot better. OK, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, thank you so much for letting me be here today. Yeah, well, absolutely. It's it's our pleasure. So I, I want to dig right in and I want to kind of get your story, but I want to start with how did you get into hosting? Like so from the recent future, I've known that you've been renting out, you know, your space and I'll let you tell all, all about it 
for a while, but I want to know, like, how did you get into it and kind of what keeps you doing it? We, you know, we built that. I should say, actually, my husband literally built that uh, here and there, a little help with some friends, but it was amazing. And that took quite a while. But when it was up and going, it was mostly just going to be a studio for me and a guest, little guest house type of situation. And it was so underused in many ways. And so when the idea of Airbnbs came, you know, came about, it was a very obvious shift for us to go, you know what? You know, this could really be something we could do. Uh, it could help us out. We live in a beautiful area of Portland. We're very fortunate um, that we were able to buy in when we still could afford it. <laughs> right, I cannot right. literally afford my house if I were to buy it now. Right. Um, I mean, I'm not joking. I mean, uh, and uh, but with that said, it was a real easy way to 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 take this beautiful space, and it really is. It's above our garage that Jim built from you know uh, cement up. You know, and so you, and we call it the nest because it's up in the trees. We have some trees around us and it has that feeling. We wanted it to have that feeling of, you know, being held, being, uh, you know, feeling that cozy up there uh, feeling, even though we are in northeast Portland, which is on the outskirts of the of downtown. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Portland's a bit of an itty bitty city when it comes yeah. to areas and northeast where we live happens to be a really beautiful, lots of old trees, lots of old houses. Ours is almost 100 years old. Um, and so we said, let's go for it. And that's now a good six or seven years ago. Um, and it's been, it's, it's you know, with, with, of course, with COVID for a while, that was probably the, the largest dip. But it, it has been really a wonderful, successful experience. Um, and the one thing that we, I think, did well is we made sure that it was a separate place because I really am not one of these hosts that likes to engage all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I like my own privacy. I want them to feel like they're not obligated. And we were able to do that to create a separate entrance on and on. And it was very mindfully done worked out for both entities nice so that's sort of how it how it began so northeast and i'm i'm somewhat familiar with portland obviously not as much as you and you and mateo um i spent a little bit i spent three years in in uh, hood river um back mm-hmm. at the at y2k actually i spent y2k in hood river wow. uh, so we're, we all thought everything is going to crash um and it didn't imagine that um <laughs> But the uh, so are are you really close to the river? Um, are you know it was at the Gorge, Columbia River Gorge? Um, is that correct? Am I rem- am I remembering it correctly? It's been a long time. Are, are you talking about Northeast Portland? Yeah, where yeah your your location. The location is is right in Northeast. Uh, you know, in the city. Um, it's in a, an area in the city. That, in the city, right in the city, okay. and. Um, it is actually off of a, a very busy corner. And I remember when I moved here, I thought, oh, no, we're so near, you know, where the bus is and there were some stores there. And that way back when it was pretty sketch area um, until a lot of gentrification came around. Mm-hmm. And now what occurred uh, is something that makes where we live a 
amazing place to have an Airbnb. Right. Literally, I'm not just saying this, uh, a, in 30 seconds away, you can pick up a bus that goes downtown. You can go to Starbucks. There's a, a little cozy little shopping area that includes Starbucks, a, a UPS you know, store, um, a resale shop for children's clothes, uh, you know, at Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and yeah, so it, it you know, and and little restaurants in here, you here and there, things, you know, places where you can buy little things and uh, a children's bookstore. With all that said, it creates, you know, what our guest, one guest said, my favorite part of this, play, you know, Airbnb is in the morning I can get up and walk and get coffee. Uh, at three different places um, right. that I can choose from. And at quarter or 10 at night, I can run over to Whole Foods in my uh, pajamas and get a, a, a pint of haagen if I want. And it, it's that sort of sense of, and yet it's a very fun private place on this very pretty street. Um, so that, you know, that's where it is. And I know that that is where people really um that they enjoy it's so accessible very quickly to be in portland awesome yeah it's it's you you said something about you know being mindful in how you have your your space set up and i think that is something to me when i see you as a result of like who you are in this space because in, in the work that you do and so I actually want to get into a little bit of that, right? And 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 let you kind of tell your own story because to me it's reflective of who you are. And I think being able to share that experience with people. And you know, I think we we look at things from the outside perspective, but don't really know until we're on the other side when people are like thinking of us and have been mindful of us in that space, <laughs> um, how much that's really important. And you know, I think now more than ever we see that with the travelers, but you've been, you know, you love, it seems like you have a love for helping people and, and helping people be themselves and find themselves. Where did that come from? And like, how did that, you know, kind of develop along your journey? Um, that's very sweet. Uh, you know, the closest sort of sense of spirituality in my life, it, it comes from um, that, that, that driving force is, is to, um, create things that, you know, are part of my passions and extend that out to others. And then to also try to create the least amount of suffering and pain that I can in my small ways, maybe sometimes in a bigger way uh, for those around me. And I, it's, it's to me, it's been the most successful part of my life is having those experiences all the other stuff is wonderful, but when that happens, um, I'm at my happiest. Um, and it gives me great purpose. So, you know, and that started really early on, I think, because I was pretty much on my own uh, as a kid in lots of ways. And I had to sort of, you know, I left home. Frankly, I sort of like skipped out of the house of my brother. <laughs> and uh, and I I was on my own completely and if it wasn't for the kindness literally of others and generosity and me also realizing that if I was going to survive I had to put what mattered in my life forward and make some calculated risks 
Um, and cause I had no choice, but also, uh, so that I could be a part of a bigger family. Cause I was a bit estranged, not in a terrible way. I don't want to say, you know, I just, I was the, you know, the bohemian, as my dad would said, you know, <laughs> uh, of the family and very much like he, he didn't really get me. He was like, you know, an old fashioned Sicilian patriarch. And right. so it was, it was not easy, but with that, it, I also got involved in many things that changed my life. Um, I was with, uh, I studied with Swami Satchidananda with the Integral Yoga Institute. Mm-hmm. And uh, his whole bent was on karmic yoga, which is selfless service. So right from the beginning, what he taught me was to teach yoga uh, practice, but I was assigned and taught how to teach. This is a good example, um, how to teach uh yoga in prisons with people with handicaps and wheelchairs and children. And this was done, I mean, I'm talking 1971, Mm. 72. So it was, I I can honestly say that was the beginning of that sort of energy. And also I was involved in the anti-war movement, Vietnam War, and and realized that I I had, I, I really knew that I, I was someone, like it or not, that was going to live my life more out loud um, mm-hmm. at, than not. And I know that would have to do with also how I was squelched as a kid, being told all the time, stop being, you know, stop making those silly faces. You know, if, if you, uh, oh, yeah. And, and I was a chubby kid. Uh, and, you know, if you want to have a man in your life, you know, lose weight, you know, like conform, conform, you know. And I just would just push against it. Um, and it, it drove my dad crazy. And I also, I'm, I mean, really, and I'm bisexual. And I know that as a, as a little girl, that was just very like, what, what's happening here, you know? And, um, and so I think it, it very early on, you know, that occurred. And then also came into all the politics I did in the theater I did. And also the 28 years of doing HIV work mm-hmm. and being a mom, et cetera, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of boxes that are checked there. Yeah, which uh, um, and, you know, you talk about, you know, living out loud. I'm I'm on your your gallery page of your your website and uh-huh. amazing. And I, I absolutely love it. And, you know, and we'll, we'll go ahead and put a link to your website and the different things that you're involved in on the on our website. So people can go ahead and check this out. Um, awesome. But f- far from not living out loud, uh, which is which is awesome. It's a. Uh, exactly what we like to go ahead and, and showcase here on, on our podcast. The, my question for you is, and, and well, on top of, I'm going to need some sort of like dirty secrets about Mateo as a child. I need, you know, before the yeah. end of this, I'm going to need some stuff. Bring it on. Amel. Yeah. Amen. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, of all the different things that, that you're, you're doing and, you know, to try to bring this back to, to, I'll not bring it back because I love that. Love the direction this is going, but like your your outreach and your helping, and you know, do you do you feel that that um, paved the you know the, all the different things helped pave the way and open more doors? And with opening doors, do you think that was? A, do you think there is a type of person that is more apt or more um, successful in owning and operating like a short term rental or being a host? I, I mean, I think the thing that you uh, that really people can feel automatically 
is a, a sense of if, if you don't if you don't like engaging with people, and I'm not saying in a in a way that's heightened or even being beyond who you are, but if that isn't something that you, that you can show interest or a sense of of gently greeting and um, and you know making a connection pretty early on. I know that that helps. And I think it gives people this, this, and I say things that I think people would want to know, which means, look at, we, we value your privacy. This is your vacation, but you need to know whatever you need. You got our, you know, text us, knock on our back door, but in the meantime, just enjoy this beautiful space and, 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 and here. And, um, and, I think that also shows within the Airbnb, one of my passions, you can see behind me and literally everywhere, my walls are for art. I collect art. I collect local art um, of, of artists in town. And also I collected garage selling here and there. The nest was sort of a theme. And I tried not to go ad nauseum, but I did. Um get really cool pictures of nest birds, you know, and sort of quirky. And uh, every time in our guest book or people will write uh, when they give us reviews is and say, and one of the best parts of that was all the really beautiful art. And so for me, I know my aesthetic um, and know how much it brings joy to people in my home and, and putting, uh, you know, Art that I found that has that sense of, of you know, embracing something, being in the trees with the birds. I had no idea that would be such a selling point. But I think you really have to have a bit of an open spirit with really good boundaries so that, you know, you know when to begin and end a conversation so these people can begin their day and you're not holding them up. But, you know, if you happen to be out and they come down saying, hey, have a good good time you know you're doing anything special today as they might have a bag you know and a lot of times you're like yeah we're going to the gorge or the beach we're just walking around the neighborhood right. you know and you know and then just maybe having quick tips of saying very cool hey by the way if you're here this place is pretty cool you might want to check that out right. you know things like right. that so again i try not to be too much but i do try to engage in the enjoyment of their stay um, and giving them just sort of fun little things. And you know what? Get clues from them. There'll be people that really want to know more. So you can give them more. There's people that are very quiet, and right away you know this is this is for them to just chill and have nobody bother them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found during COVID, a lot of times that was that way. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another thing, though, that we found is the fact that we get a lot of parents that come here and are visiting their grandchildren and their mm-hmm. sons or daughters that live in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Huge amount. Mm-hmm. Um, we almost thought maybe we shouldn't call the place the nest, but the parent trap. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and and so, you know, we'll talk, you know, because we're grandparents and, mm-hmm. you know, we've got kids. And so it's a very sweet thing and um, and to be able to talk to them and about that. Um and always thank, they say, listen, thank your son and daughter, because a lot of times they're the one that chose our place mm. for their parents. Probably you know. keeping everybody right. sane. Yeah. Yep. yep. 
giving everyone Absolutely. their space. I, I that's get, right. I, yeah, I that's get right. A lot of times people say that they're like, oh, thank God we have a place to come to and just, you know, for everybody's sake. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I have a question for you regarding um, your these different things that you did in the past. Um, can we, can we dive into um, your, your HIV and AIDS activism um, and, and what you did there? And the, the reason I bring this up, it's, it's uh, so my wife of, of 20 years now, her, she lost her uncle. I think when she was, I'm not sure the exact age of yeah. HIV, HIV to HIV. Yeah. Um, and so she knows from the early stages, the whole struggle for, for him Um you know, this is, you know, probably 30 years ago now she lost mm-hmm. him. Um, yes. So I'm, I'm really curious and I'm, I always love to hear um, these type of stories and, and, you know, kind of what you've done and, and, and how you brought light to that. Okay. Uh, I knew about HIV early on because of my theater uh, work and I did um, some study in San Francisco uh, doing political theater and training with the San Francisco Mime Troupe and being in that world of political activists and, and, and it being expressed through political satire, political theater, etc. And why I tell you that is that the training center I did in 1976 um, uh, was it, quite extensive. And I hung out with a lot of amazing actors, including a company of gay guys. Um, and it was called the, the United Fruit Company. And, yeah. And they were awesome. They did a lot of things around mm-hmm. gay rights and, and mm-hmm. affirming who they are and celebrating their their sexuality. And, very, and this is early on, you know, gay mm-hmm. rights stuff. Um, and so they were part of my own community as well, um, being by. And so we became, you know, really fast friends. I tell you that because that's 76. And the first person who literally died that I knew, um, which back then we, it, we called it uh, the AIDS cancer, uh, the gay men's cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was called ARC. Uh, um, and after that was one of the people from the United Fruit Company. He got sick, sick in 79, and he wow. died at the end of 80. And, and then one after the other, through the 80s, more than half of the group, there were 13 uh, actors in it, uh, all died from HIV and AIDS. So I was going like, what the fuck is going on? You know, mm-hmm. you know, these are my friends. These are these are right. amazing people. And, and that it, my general understanding and realizing, too, that it wasn't until 85 Reagan didn't even say the word, uh, you know, HIV or AIDS uh, in, in the White House. And already close to 40,000 predominantly gay men had died. Um, and so I early on got connected with that. Um, mostly from the periphery, except I was in a, a company called the Fallen Angel Choir, a political mm-hmm. theater group, and I wrote a song. We did parodies, um, and um, and I wrote a song to uh, a Christmas carol, um, "Chestnuts Roasting on the Open Fire," um, and that was about my friends dying from AIDS. In 1988, I had a friend who called me and said, listen, Judith, 
I know you've been running resale shops, you know, for nonprofits for years, but we need someone to run our volunteer crew and be on the management team of a place called Our House of Portland. And basically it was a 12 bed uh, home where people lived and died um, very quickly, most of the time from AIDS. And so it wasn't legally a hospice, uh, but it was palliative hospice care. Right. And I helped open that. Uh, um, I was given $5,000, no lie, in three weeks to get the community to clean it up. And then a community, I got communities of people that adopted a room and fixed it up. And we had generators in there because we had no electricity. We had people working 24 hours a day around the clock and we opened it up. And then I was I was there well, on only five grand on five grand. Jeez. And we got federal. I mean, we got federal funds, but literally the redoing was on five grand um, and it was crazy. But, you know, and then I was there over 17 years and I watched close to 400 people um leave their bodies from this. And it was, it was just an amazing, an amazing time. And, and, and I became the volunteer coordinator, but then I moved into being the community liaison to all the other HIV organizations. So I had the greatest experience of my life being on, you know, I, I went into Oregon State Penitentiary once a month for seven years and helped run their HIV AIDS awareness program inside the prison with the inmates. Um, I was the board chair of that from the outside. I was on every, from the Urban League's AIDS committee to, uh, I mean, it was, it goes on and on and on. Um, we are women's, you know, uh, the women's organization dealing with HIV, the children's organizations. Altogether, I was on something like 13 or 14 committees, Coalition for AIDS Education. And I got, it was a part of my job. And so it, I was immersed. I was immersed at every level you can. Um, and it was one of the hardest things I did at times, but it was one of the most heart opening experiences of my life and also radical experiences because it took a lot uh, to face those early years and see the constant um, uh, cycle happen over and over where you, there was really too much silence and you know of course silence equals death is mm -hmm. one of the models of act up and that was very true so that's, that that's a lot where you know and and then after frankly after our house i eight years with um eight plus years with cascade aids project and uh worked there and a matter of fact it was amazing i created an archive of cascade AIDS project and oregon act up took me five years. It's now owned uh, at the Oregon Historical Society. And I now am working with them to do a, during Pride, June 10th, grand opening, an exhibition mm. of HIV AIDS in Oregon. And uh, so I'm working on that with, with a designer and creating a exhibition and grand event. That's wow. happening June 10th, 2022. So it's been in my life and will always be in my life, you know. I want to uh, 
absolutely amazing. And I, I want to go ahead and um, introduce you to um, a, a friend of both Mateo and I, uh, and maybe you already know him, uh, Robert Geller. Uh, he he runs uh, Fab Stays, inclusive accommodations, um, which is an inclusive accommodations platform. And if you're current, you're you're. Uh, property isn't currently listed on there, you definitely need to go ahead and get it listed because of anyone you, you've checked every single box on inclusivity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to go ahead and make sure that you two are connected. Um, but he's running that whole uh, in, good friend of Mateo and I's in the industry, and, and he's been instrumental in bringing inclusive accommodations, uh, acceptance, and openness, yeah. um, in our you know the vacation rental space. Um, yes. One of the things that he he has said, and it's you know, which is, and I can't, and I'm definitely paraphrasing here. It's been a little yeah. while since we spoke with him. Um, it's not, it's you know, for him, and the reason he he started uh, Fab Stays, it's not as much for it's it was that initial. It's for safety, you yeah. know, for for feeling safe as both a host Absolutely. and a guest. So Absolutely. so when you when when you as a a um, as whatever you are, transgendered, you know, bisexual, LGBTQ plus, f- fill in the blank here, um, where whatever you are, and you now you're going ahead and someone's coming into your home to stay there. So that awkward conversation, hey, well, you know, what do you yeah. do for work? Well, I actually run a, you know, for in his, uh, in you know, his example is I run a gay travel agency, and mm-hmm. and then you have that. So having that openness ahead of time in that conversation already started yes, and um, was pretty instrumental for him. And, you know, in traveling in any sort of um, in diverse, you know, if you are diverse to where you're traveling, um, having that mm-hmm. a safe place to stay and feel welcomed is, is huge. Um, yes. I think that's, I think that's one of the things that, um, People then they hear safe a lot with with facilities and they, you know, they think that the immediate physical safety and that's important mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. But there there's a feeling that that you can get from someone that um, right from the first time you see them, if there's someone there with a sense of you know I hold who you are, not just in my my home or the the Airbnb, whatever you're offering, but also in my sense of who you are in general, you know, as a person, as a human, and I hold you safe and you don't have to do anything profound with that. You just mostly need to listen um, and pick up cues. You know, there's certain things people will say, and as a way for me, um, if I feel it's right, I will sort of sometimes push the envelope and disclose something that might be, that most people might not talk about, but if I know that's something that might be within their life, and then also you see this brightness in their face, right? You know, um, and it's 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 not a hard thing to do. You know, it has to be. You need to be not fearful of different um, yeah. in in general, but as a host, you really need to be not only just you know, open, but really a bit curious, be slightly curious about who this person is, you know, and then take leads. You know, a lot of times what I like to do, if if I hear something they like or whatever, I don't, I'm not crazy this way, but you know, the last person that was here, she, she, uh, she loves chocolate. 
so uh, and my my husband and um, we have a, a little store that sells really wonderful food. And so I made sure that while they stepped out, I, I put a bar of really good chocolate, you know, um, right by the door and said, thought right. you might like this. And just things like things like that. Um, and they were delightful people. And they also were here for check this out for a month from from Australia. Mm-hmm. And so I, they, you know, this was a new place for them too. And, and right. they just, it was a very, and they had to like leave, actually leave early because of the new variant. And, and so they weren't locked out of their, <laughs> their country, right. um, mm-hmm. but, you know, just a few days early, but, you know, it was, it, it was really a, a very fun way to just sort of bond in a quiet way, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't mean you have to do something really extravagant, but that's the type to me, that's fun. It makes it fun. Yeah. And, uh, you know, shout out to Jim too, as we're going to have to do another episode with you yeah. and Jim. He is, uh, they have a great market and Jim's an amazing cook, like soul stirring food. <laughs> cook. Like it's, it's almost like torture. Cause I, if the people were, that were staying in the nest knew the food they were missing on the other side of it, I think they'd be pretty upset. Right. <laughs> So we, we got to figure out how to, how to get that to, to them. Cause uh, yeah. shout out to Jim, Jim uh, is an amazing cook. And yeah, and, you know, yeah, they would here's, love that. here's one of the secrets. It's not a big, it's not a secret at all about, about Mateo. Um, I know, I mean, he really truly is like um, family. He's like a second son. Um, we have an amazingly strong connection based on uh, a son um, that we both loved, you know, um, and it, but when he comes, I know another reason why he really likes to come to our house is the fact that he, we love to feed him and he loves it, too. And we have such great. No people. doubt about it. Yep. Unapologetically. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. And yeah. And so, yeah. And so and Jim knows how to just lay it out, you know, on every level. And uh, so that's that's a real that's a real joy. And Portland also is a very big food town. Yeah. Huge. And so a lot of your guests come for those things. And of course, when we find that out, they completely love the fact that we can guide them anywhere about, you know, about it from restaurants to where to, you know, buy whatever they want to buy. And of course we tell them about like, yeah, and check out our store. Yeah. Um, and they come back going, Oh man, that is a cool story. And it is, it's a very fun uh, story that has ingredients that are extremely good, extremely fun, a lot of local, um, you know, a lot of sustainable, you name it. We, we, we get it into this teeny little store and it's a blast. So they love going there as well. Um, but yeah, that's 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 one thing about about Taya that we love is that we Jim and I in general, we host dinners at our house. I'm not lying, at least once to two, three times a week uh, with friends and people to keep connections. And Jim, as he always says, well, we got to make dinner for us. I can, <laughs> can always make yeah. it. For What's time. a few more, right? And it's very true. And we we both grew up that that was a big thing in our our growing up lives with our families. We were people around us bringing them into our home for meals was something that happened. I think that's I I love that. And I I think that's what what I've noticed about just the, the short term rental space is, you know, you're not you're not the first person that we've talked to or conversate that that have come from and 
and an, an eclectic and a immersive, a, a, you know, a self-servant, uh, but not self-servant, uh, you know, I'm trying to say selfless, um, background that, you know, just, it really, it really folds into the, the mm-hmm. short-term rental vacation rental space, like seamlessly, um, and, you know, it goes, it's, it's hospitality, you know, it's, if you're an outgoing person and you can have, you know, conversations and you can communicate and you can, um, it's, these are all hospitable, uh, traits and, you know, and you are, you, uh, again, I, I've, I've probably said this way too many times, check all those boxes. Um, and, uh, yeah. And it's, it's hard to believe that Mateo likes to eat good food, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Next time I'm, I'm in the Pacific my, Northwest, I'm, I'm coming I'm too. I'm trying to get my, I'm trying to get my spot for this week. Like it's a, uh, it's, it's a real thing. It's, it's, uh, a, it's a real thing. Well, you know, Mateo's mom, Mm-hmm. Our sweet Consuelo, she lives on the same street as I do. Uh, okay. She lives, uh, it's a, I'm not lying, she's a five minute at the most walk down the street on 16th. Uh, yeah. So, you know, he can just like run back and forth, um, and which is really fun. And when we get together, one of our favorite things to do is just like take our dog on my dog on a walk and we walk around the neighborhood and he comes back and we eat a little something. And he's truly um, a very important part of of my life. And to see him, the first time I met Mateo was in San Francisco and I was going to meet his mom for the first time too. And I knock on the door and there is Michael Jackson playing really loud on the other side of the door nice um oh yeah and do, do, do I, you remember the track this was this was uh, he was six so it was it off the wall or was this thriller it was off the wall, off the wall. it was yeah. the first it was off the wall and he opens the door he was maybe three i mean he was yeah. little yeah, right. yeah and he looks up and he goes look it i can dance like my dad's and and all of a sudden, he's just, just going, I'm just like, whoa, man. Yeah, he go. All right. All right. And 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 he didn't, like, I was trying to, like, go, hi, um, is your mom here? But it was pretty much a Mateo show. Mateo is Michael. Um, and that's It still when, is today. Uh, yeah. You know, just, Judith, it's still yeah. the Mateo show today. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> but he does it so well and and i just instantly fell in love with this this crazy ass little little kid dancing and uh so really i met mateo before consuelo by a few michael jackson songs and uh that you know that created an amazing relationship of his life intertwined in ours and especially i i'm going to share this very quickly my son daniel Awesome, awesome guy, a, a strong personality in itself. He, in many ways, Mateo was very much a mentor, an older brother um, on the outside uh, in many ways, in many guiding ways, too. Thank goodness. Um, um, he, uh, very young, got liver cancer at 18, and he died at 25. Sorry and, to hear that. Yeah. Um, it was brutal. And Mateo was there all every step of the way, even though he didn't live in Portland and stuff, and especially for Daniel. Um, and he was that person that Daniel could go and speak to and not have to deal 
uh, with anybody else who is too close to it, meaning, you know, he was very close to him, but, you know, he was just didn't want to deal with his parents and everything. And then there's no way else to say this, but Mateo and I um, were in the room at the exact moment together when Daniel died. Um, and it was it's something that is hard to explain in general to have that experience, but to have that together has made me feel like and on that day, I really believe that it, it made sense that it was Teo and I that were in the room together because we were very safe. To, again, people for Daniel. And yeah. it was something that makes me bonded with um, Teo beyond years or the fact that he's Consuelo's uh, son, uh, a beautiful and brilliant man, all that. Just literally at a soul level, we experienced something in life that most people don't about someone we dearly loved and so we are in that way connected at the soul you know that's, that's so powerful you know? I, I absolutely yes. love that it's, yeah. it's so crazy like I, I was literally saying goodbye like going to the airport goodbye and he literally was he walked in to do it and I actually remember saying you know until he's dying and of course he was because we were in the hospice he goes no i know i said no he's dying right now i said just hang here can you just hang here for and it was no more than three minutes later he left you know he left his body um and and it was it it was the whole feeling in the room was just this holding 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 and then and it was and and you know and mateo Mm -hmm. this i felt so bad because he literally had to catch a plane so he didn't couldn't stay long but it was as if daniel knew something at that moment that and i saw that a lot when i did hiv work people would hold on sometimes or wait for whatever and you could tell that there was a decision made even if it was so deep in a place that we couldn't relate to that then they felt okay or they would actually Mm -hmm. wait till someone leaves the room when they know I have to go, I need to go now because they're holding me, they're holding me here and I got to go. But it, you know, and so anyway, and I share that in its beauty, not in its any way it's harsh. No, no, I totally, I totally got that. And and I know our audience does as well. Good. And it was such a amazing thing. So in many ways, I think also it was Daniel saying, now, mom, I'm not going to be here, but, you know who is Teo, Teo, and I know that for a fact. I know that for a fact that that was a part of that uh, moment too. So, anyway, it's just it's and it's why when I see the success of John and Mateo, when I see what you're doing and how, the, what you, how you're taking this thing, hospitality, and something that you know could be all nothing but business and numbers, et cetera, et cetera, and giving it a sense of humanity and how do you make that work and what that can bring to people um, in their lives. Um, it makes you really happy. You know, this is what, you know, we have to push against sometimes the, the immense inhumanity of capitalism um, and, and not seeing that really fun human uh side of it to make yeah. someone stay better um, and the experience better and help other people flourish in the industry. That's good stuff. That's the good stuff of yeah. elevating us 
to enjoy life. And, and with that normally comes, surprisingly, but not success. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just capitalism. It no, it's the whole basis of everything that, that we're trying to do here is, you know, we want to be your, we're, we're unapologetically, you know, un, unfiltered. Yep. We, we don't give a shit what anyone else thinks. Um, yep. It's, it's important that, that we're, we're, we're seeing all sides um, you know, there, there's a, and it's, it's fun. And I like, for me, like I, you know, and when, why I do what I do alongside of Mateo, Mateo and I, you know, we tell the story a lot on the show. You know, we met five years ago, um, when we both kind of stumbled into the industry to get on the different companies, but at the same time, mm-hmm. and, uh, we had an instant connection. Um, and then it is built from there. And, you know, it's stories like this that that truly it makes it all all worth like what we're doing, um, you know, for ourselves. But because it makes it worth it for ourselves, our audience is going to pull some some amazing stuff out of this as well. And and yeah. we totally appreciate you joining us. And I, I know, of course, you wouldn't have said no to Mateo when he asked you <laughs> now that I know even more backstory. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It was a real flattering. I know we're we're coming to an end, but I want to say a lot of what we're talking about is also why I, I began out of our closet, which is mm-hmm. a, and I'm a style activist, is is the fact that I wanted a passion of mine um, and especially for older women and the trans community to enjoy the um, the sense of enjoying themselves in the clothes that they wear um, and in their bodies and in their presence in the world. Um, and I found that fashion and the commerce of fashion and um, the privilege of fashion, that you had to be the right size, the right age, the right gender, have the right amount of money, um, and you had to look beautiful full, um, all that stuff was, was brutally unfair and something that I was like, you know what, I, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to like change this around because this, this doesn't work. Um, so I'm, I'm going to show you, cause this is my new postcard. Do you see out of our, nice. Nice. yeah, I get, I'm, I'm, check this out. I just trademarked that. <laughs> there you I, go. I'm a big girl. I had to take, you know, but here's something that that is on the card. It says, you know, you have the right to not disappear, to feel confident, to look hot and happy in your clothes. And it goes beyond just that, too. But it's really it's that sense of like nobody unless on, on days you do want to just like, hey, I'm out of here. I'm sitting home or I just I want to disappear because I need to um, the right, no matter who you are. Um, in my case, especially in regards to styling and clothes, no matter what your 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 sense of self or body looks like and all that stuff, um, you have the right to really dig the threads you're in um, and go right. out in the world and say, look it, I don't need to hide, you know. Right. I love um, it. And yeah. the, this... Yeah. This we'll we'll have a link to this. You know, this is actually everything that she just read is on the about section of the out of our closet website. And we'll go ahead and put a link to that as well. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Judith, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for for you know sharing this with us. We we appreciate you. I'll let I'll let actually uh I'll let Mateo close this out, but I it was it's a pleasure meeting you. Really, back at you, John. Hey, listen, you know you got a place to stay as my guest at, at, at Nest. 
The only way I'll come is if I get a meal too, though. I'm just going to put that out there. Well, that goes without saying. Okay, that goes good. That. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and, no, we'd dig that. Uh, and I'm, I'm beyond thrilled you you accepted our invitation. This is amazing. Uh, I'd oh, love to actually, I do want to get you and Jim back in here because uh, uh, Jim is awesome as well. Uh, yeah. I think you guys represent a lot of uh, the best parts of hospitality. And so- you have yeah. your story, and I know you and Jim have a story that is also embedded in kind of hospitality and helping people. So, you know, we'll yeah. definitely have you guys back, and I will see you soon. So, you know, darling, I mean, my reservation for dinner is going to be. It's, you know, we're, we're ready for you, absolutely ready for you, <laughs> and you know how much I love you. Yes. And love you not too. to sound too much as, you know, a mama, but I am so, so proud of you. <laughs> what you're doing and with John, I mean, you're making your mother proud, you know? Thank you, I, I appreciate that, but I'm proud of you and what you're doing, you know, and keep All doing right. it. I know you got some big things coming out, so we'll keep looking for you and keep, uh, awesome. and keep trumpeting the things you do, but absolutely, you keep up the work. Uh,